Hi everyone, and welcome to our weekly live. Uh, Coach Frank is with us. How are you today? Hi Daniel, it's really nice to see you again, and uh, I'm fine, thank you. And how are you today? I'm good, thank you. Uh, back from you know we had a, a vacation last week, so I'm back uh, back from that, and it always feels a little like even if it's just a week, it feels a little unusual. Like I'm back making videos, back doing lives, like right? It's it's funny how just a little time makes us feel like it feels like it's new again. Yeah, exactly. I totally know it. And I always, when I had holiday and I, I was supposed to come back to work, it, it felt so weird. Like, again, to get get on, on this stereotype. When you are in the stereotype in the middle of it, it's, it's you just don't think about it. You just do it like mm, uh, subconsciously or how to say, like automatically is the word. Yeah. But uh, when you just uh, do this holiday or summer getaway, then it's kind of like you have to think more about what you ha what you should do, what you are supposed to do. And you need to give a little bit more energy to go back again into this stereotype. Yes. So, yeah, <laughs> I totally know what are you talking about. Very, very true. And, um, and yeah, we see some some questions come in uh, already. But I, I, I was just as as we started speaking here, I remember like, oh, wait, Veronica often has a little like insight prepared i don't know if you have that today or not actually not but uh what maybe what i was uh pondering a little bit lately is uh spring fatigue have you do you know what spring fatigue is right like uh when the winter is over and the spring is coming we usually feel very tired and exhausted and this is something i've been experiencing in the past weeks let's say and uh, it's so weird because I, I, I can literally I can sleep through the night, but uh, I'm so tired day after day. And I even had my uh, blood checked if everything is okay, and everything turns out to be fine. And one uh, one thing I was uh, thinking about that could be useful to our. Uh, uh, anybody who is here, because many times I have seen that uh, in the insomnia groups on Facebook and whenever they were uh, investigating what could be behind their insomnia. And uh, many said or thought that uh, the problem is with the, with, the, with the level of vitamin D in their blood. And it turns out I have like zero, like almost nothing. <laughs> and I sleep well. So uh, I just want to point out that this is just a rabbit hole. Don't go this path. You can sleep well, even if you have like really, really low levels of vitamin D. And if I should turn uh, go back to the exhaustion, and uh, actually I just spoke the day before yesterday with a friend of mine, and she told me that she feels the same. And she actually suggested to me that it might be this spring fatigue. I was like, oh, okay, now I have, now I attribute it to the obvious. So now I'm happy. Okay, I don't have to investigate it more. And uh, I'm okay with my fatigue right now. So I think, um, yeah, this, uh, this, is, this is my little insight, let's say, which I didn't prepare, but <laughs> I was just wondering it a little bit. No, that was great. I, I was like, you know how I often think about like thumbnails and I was going to be like, oh, the thumbnail could be like Coach Veronica sleeps with zero vitamin D levels, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, yeah, no, so that's great. And as you said, like whenever we're feeling something like fatigue or like whatever, and we attribute something obvious, we no longer try to problem solve or fix it. 
everything is easier. Uh, so yeah, nicely said. Um, let's jump in here. Leo is here and says, hello, coaches. Hi, Leo. Hi. Uh, and then tomorrow night, I will be going to a trip for four days to another country. In Lucky the you. Mid huh? Lucky you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the midst of my insomnia struggle, I was avoiding traveling in order to fix my sleep issues. This is how I was thinking before. I was putting my life on hold. But now I have taken the decision to choose life over insomnia. Although I'm still not recovered, I'm feeling in this moment some fear. The origin of this feeling is the following thought. Maybe I will not enjoy the trip because I will not sleep well. Maybe I'll feel tired due to the lack of sleep. I know this is automatic programs in my brain still running, but do I just go on with the trip and whatever happens, happens? Nice question. Um, mm -hmm. What do you think when you hear this? Yeah, absolutely, Leo. I just uh, totally know what are you talking about. I've experienced also when I was in the thick of my insomnia that I... Uh, even despite I could be on nice, nice places, I could be on, uh, like, you know, uh, with amazing people, but still at the back of my mind was, was sleep and I didn't enjoy it. And it was the time when I didn't have the education and, uh, I, I had so much of this internal struggle, like, what if I don't sleep tonight? How much it will affect me, how I behave, how I interact with people, how I will feel during the trip. And uh, now, uh, since I have the education right now, and uh, it is very natural to feel you, uh, the fear you are feeling. It's very normal. It's, uh, I'm glad that you see it as an automatic program. And because it's automatic, it, it will run what it needs to run and then it will fade. And uh, uh, you just need to acknowledge, okay, it is possible that I might not feel well, but it doesn't have to rule my world. It doesn't have to rule my day. And uh, uh, it's maybe a little tip if it is possible that it will be even bad, but uh, you need to be kind to yourself. And... Uh, you can even plan your day like uh, if you get a chance like, okay, in the middle of the day, I can have a little rest and I can continue, right? Or I will have an extra cup of coffee. Or, But uh, from the experience, I think uh, what I hear from people in general, they sleep better on the trips, just to encourage you a little bit. Because there is so much new so many new things there are there are so many new inputs that uh, they are so overwhelmed and uh, they uh, forget about their sleep for example uh, just recently I uh, worked with a one client one-on-one -on -one, and uh, she went on a trip and the first night was just terrible and uh, uh, we made a call right uh, right after the uh, right after the, uh, the, the that night, and I told her that it is completely normal. Everyone, if you have insomnia or not, it's kind of like expected that you would have some trouble sleeping because you are in new environment, and uh, it's uh, your brain is monitoring for for uh, for the change. Could it be a threat to me? Is it is it safe to sleep here? So. Uh, it's totally normal if you have trouble sleep uh, the first night. And again, it depends a lot on the reaction 
you will have to this night, how the other uh, nights might go. If you will freak out, oh my god, I didn't sleep, I didn't sleep, then it could be a little bit bumpy still. But if you acknowledge it, of course I didn't sleep, it is a new environment, I'm somewhere else, and my thread is a super survival machine, of course I didn't sleep, then it will get easier. And with the client, I had a, that extra call, she said that the rest of the trip, she slept like a baby. <laughs> so, yeah, so Leo, this is all for me, and uh, I hope you will enjoy your trip. So yeah, so do I. I hope you have a nice trip in these uh, uh, these days. And uh, yeah, nothing, not much more to add. I, I think yeah, generally, uh, again, it's always helpful not to expect anything. But generally speaking, yeah, when people go on trips, generally it ends up being something really helpful, actually. Yeah. And um, what else? Oh yeah, yeah. Just I want to add a little a little thing that yeah. I think Alina often talks about, which is that um, Leo said, like, you know, I'm planning on to go on the, on this trip, which is nice. It's like you know some courage mm -hmm. yes it's a really nice thing to do but what what if i might be really tired what if i don't sleep etc cetera, etc cetera. and then alina often says well that that could have happened if you stayed home too we don't know exactly. at least yeah. you know when you go on the trip at least you get the benefit of like being in a new place etc etc so yeah and one Very more nice. thing if i if yeah. i may <laughs> just just uh, what coach michelle says uh <laughs> <laughs> that uh take it as a practice don't get discouraged if the first trip doesn't go so well because uh, your brain are, is getting used to it right i have to say that after i recovered or in my process of recovery really the first trips were bumpy they were but as i was exposing myself more and more to a new environment to new places i i don't have problem to sleep from the first night on so yeah. take it as a practice nice one too Wow. Okay. Um, let's check this out. Uh, Libby says, I find lately that even if I don't sleep well, as long as I'm asleep when my alarm goes off, I'm able to shake off the tiredness and go about my day. If on the other hand, I wake up in the middle of the night and lay awake until my alarm goes off, I'm exhausted no matter what I do. I often experience this even before my insomnia started. Is this common? Absolutely, it is. I, I exactly just the word by word you just uh, wrote it, Libby. I experience the same. If I uh, if I sleep like let's say a couple of hours uh, before my alarm goes off, I I'm okay most of the most of the day. But if I would wake up in the middle of the night and uh, even if I just rest in bed. <coughs> uh um, my day is wasted really i'm so tired i'm exhausted i can't focus i can't do anything and uh it does uh, doesn't matter if i would have if, if it was um, during insomnia or before or now it's all the time like this i don't know why <laughs> well that's you know it's so nice to normalize things like yeah same experience now, um, but but I think you know we can do this kind of like thought experiment here, which is to yeah. say that uh, let's say you, Veronica, or Libby, you know, wake up several hours before the alarm goes off, just you know, stays in bed until it's time for morning, and then feels exhausted, tired, etc. But then, you know, you get a call from I don't know your oh, your uncle in America passed away, and you just inherited like two million dollars. Like, how do you feel then? Yeah, exactly. That's true. That's you know, true. We, yeah. we, we're like, oh my gosh, my life has yes. changed. Immediately, we're not tired anymore. We're exhausted. We're like, so 
uh, even though what you said is a common experience, like it's yeah. um, still like it's not necessarily like hundred percent determining how our, our day was mm-hmm. we're going to be like, exactly. right? Because yeah. how we think about it matters so much. Yeah. But. yeah, yeah, exactly. It just uh, this is a really good point. Like, let's not det- determine the morning how we feel in the morning, how we will feel uh, by the end of the day. That's really really good point. Yeah, because uh, I think uh, it was uh, in the Pauline's interview she was yeah, talking Pauline, about yeah, it. Exactly. That that uh, we have this hyper arousal when we feel anxious and all this negative energy. But then we have also this kind of like normal arousal, which will help us to wake up and carry on throughout the day. And uh, so let's hope for the normal arousal that will help, help us to carry on throughout the day. And let's hope that we will have many healthy relatives <laughs> abroad. <laughs> exactly. That's a good one. Uh, Libby, I hope, hope it's helpful to you. And um, let's see here. We have, uh, yeah, Amanda with us today. And she says the following. It's on his back and it feels worse than ever. I'm not stopping anything about my life to stop it. But it just feels never ending. How do I not lose hope? Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, you know, first of all, very sorry to hear this, Amanda. Um you know, sorry to hear this and hang in there. I'm glad you're here. But you know, what would you say to um, to Amanda when you hear this, um, Veronica? Uh, that the first thought that comes to my mind is that every speed bump feels the worst. And uh, it's basically because uh, we are in a different state when we are in fight or flight. When we are insomnia, we, are, we have a lot of hyperarousal. Um, our brain is in threat monitoring. We are very nervous and it, we are always, it's normal to feel hopeless. We, uh, change the way we think. We change the way we feel and how we perceive things. So this is every time, uh, every time we, uh, have insomnia or when we are in the fight or flight. So first of all, normalizing things this is always really really very really helpful that uh, it's normal to f- lose hope it's normal to feel like this is the like uh, this is a never-ending story and uh, this is uh, kind of like a good starting point where uh, when we normalize this we can uh, have it like our kind of temporarily our new normal okay, I suffer from insomnia, I'm not feeling well, and it's okay. Uh, I don't want to say, okay, I don't want, I want to say it's normal. And if I don't try to change anything, if I'm not like white knuckling on sleep, like I must sleep, I must do something about it. And with our non-reactive attitudes, the speed bump sooner or later will pass. Yeah, that's so true. And yeah, uh, just adding to what you said, it's like our brain is this again, like our it's a survival machine. And it doesn't like when it thinks we're under some type of danger, it's not going to be like, oh, well, this is a little dangerous, but it's not really that dangerous. It's it's going to be like, no, this is the worst. This is the worst <laughs> ever. You got to do something now. It's, it wants to play it up, right? So we do something, exactly. right? That's the whole point. And so, yes, oftentimes like it, it feels, you know, this one seems like the worst one because of that. And it's also like, it can also feel extra heavy because like we, we left the struggle once, why are we back here, etc. But 
yeah maybe check out our speed bump playlist uh amanda mm-hmm. there's a lot of great information there i think and and uh and hang in there all right let's see um here comes the smart alec is here uh i hadn't saw her for three months and i'm worried it's affecting my health and well-being this all started when I had a panic attack that landed me in the hospital with a series of heart palpitations. I feel so hope- helpless. All right. Well, I can I can start uh, sharing some thoughts here. So you, you get a break, Veronica, and you can uh, uh, t- uh, tune into to um, to what we're talking about here. But yeah. So uh, first of all, Alex, sorry this has happened, but I'm glad you're here. And uh, I want to say firstly that. Um, we have a whole series called Heard Online where we look at like articles and things like that and claims about sleep. And this is something that we've investigated a lot. I've personally investigated a lot and there's really no evidence whatsoever that short sleep or insomnia causes any health issues. No, regardless of what we hear, there's really no evidence that it causes anything. Uh, so just that knowing that can be really helpful because it takes away a lot of pressure. Second thought in my mind is like the, the you know, it started with a panic attack we've heard that many times that we we're scared we're anxious and then often a common story is like then i had a panic attack at night where you know it woke me up or in the evening and then i didn't sleep and then you know we can see that that in itself is not surprising when we're scared we we will be awake but what can happen then is like the 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 shift of the anxiety becomes not like whatever caused the panic attack but it comes like sleep shift shift like now it becomes like oh panic attacks can keep me awake all night now this is bad now what am I going to do now? Now, now I have insomnia. Now I can't sleep. And now, the the now what scared us initially isn't what scares us, but what what's scaring us now is like being awake, not scaring, not sleeping is now what's become the new threat. And then we can have insomnia because like we're afraid of not sleeping, and that fear keeps us awake. And then we become more scared of sleeping, et cetera, et cetera. And just like understanding this, so be like, so we're like, oh, this is what's happening. That can be so so helpful. And I want to add one more thing here, which is along uh, the, as, as, uh, as far as palpitations go, that uh, I wrote this tweet the other day, which I liked and I want to share it, which was, I basically said uh, that when we are scared and we have like, our heart is beating hard, that doesn't mean we have a heart disorder. When we're breathing fast because we're frazzled, that doesn't mean we have a lung disorder. When we're awake at night because we were anxious, that doesn't mean we have a sleep disorder. All these things are just surface manifestations of fear, like heart beating, uh, palpitations. They're, that's a normal part of being like in fight or flight. Breathing fast is sweating, being awake. All this is a normal part of fight or flight. And when we see that, we're like, oh, this is just a normal reaction to being scared. And the reason I'm scared is just a confusion. It's like my, my mm-hmm. center, my brain is confused. Then things get easier. Like then we're like, oh, I'm really safe. There's nothing going on. Then things kind of fade out by themselves. So those were the thoughts that came into my mind as we heard this from Alec. But um, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think, Veronica? Uh, first thing I have noticed, and uh, I think which is nice, uh, I'll give you the context. Uh, you said that uh, you suffer from insomnia three months. And uh, in general, lately what I have seen, people are finding your channel when they suffer uh, from uh, for months as a part from uh, of, uh, as opposed to years and uh, I find this kind of really nice that people are able to find help let's say quickly uh, 
because uh, when uh, one suffers for years, it's a uh, I don't want to say uh, much more difficult to um, to change the ingrained behavior, but in some way it is. You know what I mean, right? And uh, when you suffer uh, for months, of course, it's really hard. I don't want to belittle anything, but uh, I'm really glad that uh, you don't have to suffer any more longer as you start this recovery journey. And uh, so this was the first thing I wanted to mention, and the second thing is the palpitations. Uh, one thing that I have noticed in myself was that uh, when I suffered uh, from palpitations, uh, one of the interesting things uh, that I observed was that I could hear my heart beating in my ear, like I was laying in my bed and I could hear my uh, heart beating. And it was quite annoying because I was so focused on it and it was, I didn't know it then, it was a part of hyperarousal. And I thought I had palpitations. But then I checked it and I didn't have palpitations because my heart was at a normal rate. But I thought like, oh my God, my heart is beating so heavy. But I was only hyperaroused. Uh, only my senses were uh, uh, heightened. And I, uh, it's like literally you could hear a pin drop in the next room. And so this is one thing I wanted to uh, say. And the second thing, of course, we can have palpitations. And uh, this is a symptom of hyperarousal. And uh, uh, when we are talking very often about uh, befriending wakefulness, we can also talk about befriending the various um, the various symptoms that we have. We can befriend our headache, we can befriend our turning stomach, we can befriend our palpitations. And uh, because very often when we have the palpitations, we get scared. Oh my God, I got palpitations, something is wrong with me, I will not sleep tonight, I'm hurting myself, and so on and so on and so on. So when we befriend these palpitations, it's like uh, we do it by welcoming them. Like, oh, here you are, palpitations, welcome, and uh, uh, let it, let's, let's stay with them. Because uh, we, uh, when we let the palpitation stay, we will see that they eventually they will fade. And they will fade the sooner we let them in. And um, one in interesting uh, I think what happened to me is uh, that... Uh, I think it was in the book uh, from Claire Weeks. Uh, she was talking about uh, like uh, challenging your symptoms. And I experienced it myself that all of a sudden I had palpitations. I didn't know why, like my heart was really pounding. And uh, when I had insomnia, of course, I was I was freaking about it. I was adding another layer of fear and which brought more hyperarousal. The more hyperaroused I was, the more... Um, the more my heart was pounding and so on and it became a, a circle, vicious circle and now when I learn like okay it's nothing wrong it's just a normal reaction of the body I was able to welcome it and even challenge it and in the book I learned that um, you can challenge it like can you beat uh, even faster can you beat even stronger and you will learn you can't 
you cannot buy your will to make it worse. And uh, this is kind of comforting because uh, uh, it will sooner or later it will end. And uh, funny enough, uh, when I was doing this challenging, I, uh, it's really nice to put your hand on your heart because you connect with it. Yeah. And uh, uh, once I talked to it, like, okay, it's okay to be here and challenge it. And then I caught myself, like, my mind was, was wandering and I was thinking about something completely else. And I was like, okay, wait, I was here sitting with my uh, palpitations. Where are they now? And they were gone. Really, they were gone. I, If you would tell me, I wouldn't believe it, but they were gone. Of course, this is not a not a rule that every time you challenge your heart, a heart of palpitations, they will be gone. Let's say it is a guidance how to do it. And if it even if it doesn't go away, it's okay. Because the way how you challenge it, the, the way how you approach it, the way how you let it be there, you are signaling your brain that this symptom is safe. And it will not send more, hy uh, more hyperarousal and more fear and more... Um, uh, more stress response. So, and then you will see that all the symptoms, all the thoughts, all the emotions, they are fleeting. Yeah. Wow. That was amazing. I, I have nothing to add. That was so nicely said. Let's, uh, let's end on that very nice, uh, nice note. And, um, we'll just say, uh, we had a nice the kind of thank you message here from G. I want to say thank you for being here. It's so nice. You, you found, found our way. And, uh, Alex said, yes, letting the symptoms does help. Thank you for the response. So, so glad it made sense, Alex. So we'll, we'll conclude there. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Thanks, Veronica, and uh, see you next week. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye.